Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Passion Creative Podcast, part of the Passion Podcast Network. Today, the creative director of Passion, Leighton Ching, sits down with two of our designers, Chandler Saunders and Kendra Harrell, to talk about what it really means when we say we design everything. So sit back and enjoy this edition of the Passion Creative Podcast. Welcome to the Passion Creative Podcast. My name is Leighton Ching. I'm the creative director here at Passion, and I'm joined today by two of my friends from our design team, um, Kendra Harrell and Chandler Saunders. And why don't you guys go ahead and introduce introduce yourselves? Go ahead. Oh, I knew you were going to do that, Chandler. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Kendra. As Leighton said, I've had the pleasure of being on our Passion team for a little over seven years. Wow. It's been awesome. Right when, when I started, it was just me and Leighton. <laughs> yep. um, so came on, um, my husband and I were t- attending Passion City Church and through Passion students, Leighton and I met and the team was growing and I was like, yeah, I'd love to be a part. Um, came on as a graphic designer and now I'm helping lead the design team mm-hmm. and it's been fun. So awesome. Hey guys, my name is Chandler Saunders. I'm the art director here at Passion. And I've been on the team just over three years. So in my fourth year now, uh, studied at SCAD, which we kind of have that in common. Both studied at SCAD SCAD. here in Atlanta. And um, love being on the team. Super excited about our conversation today. That's cool. How did, so you gave a little bit of your backstory of how you came to Passion, but maybe elaborate a little bit more of how you joined the team, what it looked like when we began. Yeah, man. So um, through serving, I think at Passion 2014, um, we got connected a little bit further, Leighton and I, through the host team. Mm -hmm. And you were like, hey, let me know if if you're interested in joining our team one day. And I was like, actually, that would be awesome. And months later, stepped in. And at that time, we were um, on the Six Steps team, which was really cool. We were able Mm -hmm. to support our artists in that way and also help with our church, which was such a baby then. It's so crazy to think about what God has done in just seven years. Um, Just one location, um, just moved into our 515 location. Um, in Buckhead, Atlanta. And um, we, yeah, it was just really getting up and started. One of the first projects I worked on, I remember you being so proud of me, was uh, a map for Passion Kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. It was really cool. It was like just this little map to show which tent direction you go to, designed an illustrator. That was like the first week. Um, and then one of the second ones was helping with a, um, a mail out for one of the first edition of Waiting Here for You, Louis's book. And yes. that was cool. And um, But since then, I mean, we have done so many fun things. And now um, it's really cool to have you leading the creative direction of our whole organization, Lates, and just seeing um, all the creatives under that and how we're collaborating more and we're stronger and we're trying to figure out what we're doing and how to work together well to make the most of each, um, each project, each event, each thing that we're working on. And so that's really fun right now. Yeah, that's cool. I think full circle moment is that you did the mailer for Waiting Here For You. Yeah. Um, while you were kind of first new to the team. Yep. But now you have won an award Crazy. in publishing for uh, the book cover for Waiting Here For You, which is a new version. Yep. A, a new refresh packaging of Waiting Here For You. And it's won like a, a design award for yeah. the, the cover. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. it did. Yeah, it, that is. I didn't even think about that full circle moment. That's really cool. It is a full circle moment. Um, and just like even kudos to you, Lates, for believing in that cover because it was the, the new one. It's like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's mainly white, has a texture on it um, of a pattern. And we were like, we've never done this before. We hope we get it right. And you kept being like, no, this is going to work. This is going to work. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. But we got there and then it got yeah. an award. So yeah. yeah. And you spent awesome. so much time 
time. I was just going to say that. Yeah, like pattern. Pattern. on the pattern. Not, not saying it took too long, but right. it took <laughs> the right amount of time. Yeah. I think yeah. to get it right because yep. it had to be debossed. Yeah. I want to say. Um, yeah, certain portions had to be customized to make yeah. the debossing and embossing work right. So it was a custom made pattern, little snowflake abstract pattern. Little gold foil. Uh, little gold foil at the bottom. Uh, but it's it's really like one of my favorite resources just as a you know person that yeah. you know wants to make sure my advent journey is not taking up by the busyness of holiday season or whatever. Um, it's just so simple. And so even in that way, that was the goal, like something that feels classic and timeless and we're grateful that through the teamwork we got there yeah that's awesome how about you Chandler yeah I was trying to think back when we were just talking through that it's been a journey um out of college I worked for a couple startups and eventually left there was freelancing for a while and late in just kind of popping around churches went to Buckhead Church and then eventually came to Passion getting plugged in and met Layton and at the time, I think my spirits were pretty low. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a season of time in my life that mm-hmm. I was kind of unsure, like, okay, is graphic design my future? Or maybe this is something in the past. I studied this. But I think in that season, it was really cool how we met, became friends, and you were like, you're a great designer. Mm-hmm. And I believe you believe in you to become even better designer. So that friendship turned into me contracting for a little bit working on some crazy projects i was thinking back i think one of the first projects i worked on was little uh lunch box <laughs> cards I knew you, were you remember that mm-hmm. yeah for indescribable kids and that took forever yeah. and i didn't enjoy it that's why we asked you to do that <laughs> so we didn't have to do yeah that. but i think i just enjoyed being around the team and i think mm-hmm. being in the office around you and um Layton and Meg and just being in that space together was so cool and went on to do a couple other projects uh one small one being Passion Conference yeah 2020 yeah which is crazy being given the chance to work on that and I think that's where my love for Passion Conference began yeah I was and I think we could probably all talk about our stories and how we've gone to Passion Conference and how it's changed each of our lives but going to Passion Conference and then being able to have the chance to work on the artwork Mm -hmm. for it was just so cool and since then being able to work on multiple years 2020, 2021, 22 and now I've been looking into the future so I think it's really fun to think about 18 to 25 year olds and their trajectory such a pivotal time Mm -hmm. in their life and for us to be able to make a way for them to to know Jesus to worship with other people Mm -hmm. is such an honor and a gift. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so one of our core values here is we design everything. And when we say everything, we kind of underline it, circle it, and put a magnifying glass over it because mm-hmm. it is true. We design everything, mm-hmm. not from the standpoint of, man, we have so much work to do, but that we, um, as an organization, we want to make sure that everything we design is intentional and that when you walk through our spaces, there isn't just a handwritten note that says, broken or a broken door use other door right um but that we <laughs> we happy. value people we value like um just the way people w- will experience either an environment that we're creating or our team mm-hmm. that we do really embody we design everything um why don't you guys expand a little bit about that of some of the great things about we design everything mm-hmm. and maybe some of the tension points of yeah. having to design everything i think when i think about that core value it's um Yes, we design everything, but we give different things more yep. 
leverage or more importance than others. And I think importance maybe isn't the right effort. word, but effort. Yeah. And, right. you know, some things we take five minutes to do mm-hmm. and then other things we pour five hours into it. Mm-hmm. But each thing is designed regardless of what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I love how you mentioned like signage in our building. And that, I think it stems down from our pastors, Pastor Lou and Shelly. They love spaces. They love architecture. They care about every detail yeah. of our house. Yeah. And I love even thinking about that, how we call it a house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're building out your space for your home, you want it to feel great. And you want it to feel welcoming yeah. for people to come in and feel like, okay, this is a place I can spend time in. This is a safe space. Mm-hmm. And I think with their leadership and guidance and their vision, it's just opens the door for us to yeah. Um, be really intentional with design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I love that you mentioned um, how that vision trickles down from the top. Like that's exactly why we design everything as a is a core value and why it's so important to us. And it's really awesome um, being able to have that kind of weight on what we do mm-hmm. and that kind of like attention and um, being told like we care about this very much. And so, what do you need to succeed? How can we mm-hmm. help in that? Um, one of the the best ways that I learned we design everything in like a, a practical way actually has nothing to do with like being a graphic designer and being behind a computer. But um, like years back, walking through the office, um, I was headed to a meeting that I knew Louie and Shelly were coming to as well. And I was a little bit ahead of them. And I walked through our team space in our office. And I remember being in a hurry. I was kind of like walking fast. And I saw a crumbled up piece of paper on the ground. And it just caught my eye and I kept going. And then I heard Shelly say, hey, Kendra. And I turned around and she said, hey. And then she went and she grabbed that piece of paper, Mm. threw it away and kept walking. And I was like, I just saw that. And I didn't grab it. But she saw it and she did. That is we design everything. It's caring about the details enough in every single thing we do to know that we're doing this with excellence for the glory of God. And that influences so many of the decisions we make in our skills in the day to day. Yeah, it's so good. I think that's one thing we want to make sure we differentiate that we design everything is not just for designers. Yep. It's not just for people designing spaces. It's not just that's for, awesome. you know, lighting designers, but it's for all of us. And we're carrying this, mm-hmm. we design everything the same way our film team's carrying it, the same way that our yeah. uh, environment's hospitality team or pastoral team is that we want to create spaces that are inviting for people because ultimately we do care about it, mm-hmm. about how our spaces look, how people feel when they come through here. But we care about it because God cares about it. Mm-hmm. And we see that all throughout scriptures of how intentional God is with designing things, designing the earth, designing the way mm-hmm. things are processed, the way the things are um, shown to us. So you're thinking about the ark. Yeah, yeah the ark and like the, the tabernacle, like yeah. Leighton, you've mentioned that before. Yeah, so uh, we know that it's high value by our creator. So as creative people, that we also want to value that highly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently, I heard someone say, do your resources that you're given match the ambition that you've been asked to have? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, we've been blessed to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's not only like, hey, here's the vision, but there are no resources that back that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, this is the vision. Here are the resources. Yeah. Go and do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how has this uh, We Design Everything banner, mantra, if you will, uh, affected the way you work? Yeah, I think I think for me personally, We Design Everything comes to a, a point when I'm tired mm-hmm. and I know that extra <laughs> bit of time may yeah. be the difference in something yep. and I don't really want to do it. Yeah, But True. I know that 
it's it's a small yes to for a big impact mm. and truly remembering like well i've seen this model for me this was a huge reason why i'm so attracted to what we do and why i wanted yeah. to come be a part of it i want to continue it yep. so i'm going to try to choose yep. god help me every moment to keep pushing forward and say yes to the small moments that mm -hmm. equal the details that make we design yeah. everything a reality yeah yeah I, I think i find myself in a season of giving a lot more feedback than I've ever given. Mm -hmm. And just remembering that I think is helpful of being in the trenches and having like feedback come from our team. And it's like, I didn't even see that. Mm. You know, you give, yeah. I remember you give feedback or have given feedback in the past of like, I've looked at this for 50 hours and like you come in in five minutes and you're like this, this, and this. I'm like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> but I think that is so pivotal yeah. to the design process. And so as we're giving more feedback and kind of stepping into um, crafting some of the vision and um, the look of things, like keeping that in mind of like, hey, no feedback is too small yeah. and no feedback is too big. Yeah. Like the smallest of details to the biggest scope of things. Like, yeah. Yeah. let's talk about it. Let's yep. um, dive into it. And it all matters. Yeah. 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 And you do that really well, Chandler. So we believe in like generational leadership mm -hmm. and not just being the ones who are going to take all of the load and carry it, mm -hmm. but we want to look for people who are coming behind us and help yeah. build them up and even people behind them. I think it's important to look not just to the next person, but to the next person after them. Yep. Um, and we've all been in that position before of being the one who was helped raised up um, by others in front of us. Uh, what does that look like for you guys? Hmm. Yeah, I think something that um, comes to mind is we are we are um, in the the beginning stages of getting our design door holder team off the ground. We have had a photography door holder team for a couple years now, and we have seen so much community, creative community in in these people. We see their hearts and willingness to serve and want to serve God in our church and use their gifts to do so. And it has been amazing to pour into them and say yeah, here's an opportunity. Go do that. Like love, you just crushed that. Mm -hmm. Here's something else. And just to believe in them mm -hmm. and just even the growth we've seen um, in years. I mean, there's so many names of people that come to mind that started and had no event photography experience. Just were like, they wanted to serve. And we were like, cool, you're welcome to serve here. We would love to have you. And jumped in and now have been leading in huge ways in our photography team, in our church and in the event photography world, even like on you know, in their own way. And so it's amazing to see what can happen when you're believing in them. And we're, we're also excited about that for our design door holder team, which, um, there's so many unique skill sets in design. Like there, you have to be really, um, like one thing we're doing right now is we're trying to say like, what is your niche? Like, what exactly do you want to do in design? Um, some of them are more illustration heavy. Some are more type-based. Some are just like layouts, some social media. And so making sure in those ways, in the ways that where they feel, um, excited and energized we're saying here's an avenue in which you can serve yes, your church you can serve jesus with that skill set and just listening and putting them there and then honestly it's humbling like as a leader to be able to watch them do that it's just amazing to be a part of that journey mm -hmm. yeah i think kendra leads our design door holder team and really built up the photography door holder yeah. team which is amazing and i've i'm really even just encouraged hearing that of seeing the people around you whether it's in church or wherever you're at of like if there's a young person to pour into them mm -hmm. and spend time and 
I think a lot of that is creative, but it also is just listening, mm. like creating space mm. to be around people, listen, yeah. see what they have to say mm-hmm. and creating that space. Yeah. yeah. And then just one more thing on that is um, some of the reason that we have felt so cared for in our um, from our leadership is because of the intentionality and love from them. And so we always try to make sure that with our door holders, our volunteers, we are we are connecting with them in a way that is not like about the product mm-hmm. they're producing, um, which is definitely like special and significant and going to be used by God, but more so like, how is your mom? I heard that she went to the hospital last week. Like, no, 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 let's pray for her right mm-hmm. now and talk. And it's discipleship. And that is the most important thing. Um, that's more important than any product that yeah. could come out of any of us. And so because of that, like we're a church, like we've got to care for people in that way. And because we have been cared for in that way, it's easy for us to try to continue to implement that down. Yeah. Yep. Um, how have you guys seen design impact um, the people of our house or someone coming to a passion conference or any of our gatherings, whether it's a Grove or mm-hmm. the rising for our students, how has design impacted them? Is there, an, uh, is there a specific way that you've seen design impact somebody? I think on a broader scope, uh, when it comes to church, it's so unique. And one of the unique things about our church and maybe other churches as well is uh, series art. Mm-hmm. We come around different series in our house. And I think for us, that's like a, a checkpoint or a mile marker in people's lives of, mm-hmm. yeah, that's you true. kind of forget the year, but you remember the series yeah. of like, oh, oh yeah. I remember like totally. LG talked about this and uh, this series, the comeback st- stood out to me and my mm-hmm. life changed. And mm-hmm. so it's less about like, oh yeah, in 2015. Right my life changed but it was like this series yeah, yeah and people i think can visualize it. yeah that series is attached to a visual yes. which resonates with the human mind mm-hmm. and the human heart mm-hmm. yeah and so i think that's it's a broader scope and i'm sure if we asked a ton of people over our house hey what is a series that stuck out to you they would start describing oh right. it's it's orange and has a c <laughs> and it's like for us we're like oh man i wish i did that a little different or <laughs> that texture feels dated yeah. but i think it's um kind of resonates with people yeah. Yeah. Um, so as a team, we have pastors, like we've already talked about before, who are very creative, mm-hmm. who love design, love art, love architecture, mm-hmm. love spaces. Um, that could be a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. It could be both because on one end of the spectrum, we have leaders who really value creativity and art and design. And it shows by like, even just if you are not listening to the pod- podcast and if you're mm-hmm. watching it, we have this gigantic LED screen mm-hmm. behind us. Um, and it's here because we value creativity and just showing um, different ways to talk about and portray the gospel, mm-hmm. even in our staging. Mm-hmm. Um, so we put money and effort into things like this because we value it. The other end of it is that because they do value design and creativity is that sometimes we have to try to reach for the next level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to try to like not outdo ourselves, but just try to be very excellent in what we do. And sometimes we don't always hit the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some of the tensions of that, yeah. of not the expectations that they put on us, but yeah. maybe the expectations we have on ourselves or, mm-hmm. or as a team of having pastors who care about creativity and yep. love it but also having pastors who care about creativity and love it, yeah. um, which kind of puts us into a place of, we need to step it up. We yeah. need to 
you know, come with stuff. Yeah, man, this is so close to my heart, this particular conversation. When I first started, um, I'd say the first three years, I was just like so bound up by fear and anxiety that I wasn't doing good enough, wasn't missing mark. If something didn't like get picked, then I was I failed that day. And um, through your leadership lates, through counseling, honestly, through like some just being honest with myself and spending a lot of time with Jesus and remembering my identity, my calling mm-hmm. that I do feel called to be in this role, in this place, in this time. Remembering all those things has reminded me that like because of that, I have a seat. And yeah. so I have something to offer. And um, just releasing that that um, holding everything too tightly. Yeah. Um, art is so difficult because you, you you make it on your own or collaborative or whatever, and then you release it to the world for feedback and it is vulnerable and it is hard. Yeah. Um, but I've really learned to let go of that a little bit more and instead define success by how I'm listening to the Lord as I'm working and how I'm like going to that extent of what I think is the best thing I can do, making something I'm proud of, making something I know I've tried my hardest on it and like, and then releasing it and truly like being like, okay, that is all I can offer in this time for feedback. And then when I receive it, not taking anything personally, but instead remembering to trust our leadership, trust their vision, because so many times I've seen how I didn't understand a certain decision about art, but then later Weeks later or months later, I see it played out at the event or at the thing. And I'm like, oh, that is so much better than what I would have done. And so just remembering that that's why we are listening to our leadership in that way and really just trusting it, even though we don't understand. Um, It has been like in a very good way, humbling Mm -hmm. to say, oh, I'm so grateful to be a part of this story. I'm going to start playing my role work hard, release Mm -hmm. it, work hard, release it, and work hard and release it. And through that, things are getting done. (laughs) That's great. I think one thing I want to touch a point on it is that you mentioned calling. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes um, in today's day and age, we kind of mix up that word calling. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a misunderstanding of that. It's just something I've been processing through and just thinking about that we aren't necessarily called to be designers. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, that's just something we happen to do. I feel like if we feel called to Passion City Church and to help steward this vision, that we're called to help build a church and design is a vocation. And that's two separate things. And I think sometimes we mix it up and we combine it into the same thing. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes we flip it and think that our calling is a designer and our vocation is maybe just working or being part of a team. But it's actually that getting paid to design at Passion um, is not calling right because Kendra I think in the same way you could be serving on our um, students team and still accelerate the the telling of the gospel through the way that you would lead Mm -hmm. student groups Mm -hmm. and that you would lead family groups um, in the same way that God has put on your life to um, to share his story yeah yeah Um, and Chandler you could do the same thing you could be you could hold a camera on um, the production team and the you don't want me to do that. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> um, but you could you could have a different vocation and still the same calling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I think we have a great team that we all know that the calling here is not necessarily our, our individual jobs of what we can contribute to our team. That's just part of it. Yeah. That's our vocation. And at any point, our vocation can change. But it doesn't mean our calling changes. Yep. That's beautiful. And I, I think I had a similar experience to Kendra first coming on the team and it was one of uh 
quickly learning that not everything you make is going to be used. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the beauty of being on a team is the feedback. Yeah. That your work gets better and better as yeah, totally. things get touched and talked about and you learn and you grow and you get feedback and then you implement that in your work and I think you mentioned it a little bit or you touched on it of that's kind of the beauty of having like people that are bought in but also like some tension points or like some obstacles of I think I would rather be on the side of our leadership loving art and design mm -hmm. rather than them yeah. not being bought in. Yeah. Same. And there's push and pull for both. Mm -hmm. But if you were to ask me what side you want to be on, I would say leaders that uh, are bought in to yeah. the vision of art and design and beauty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's circle back around what you mentioned before about release mm -hmm. that you, cause that's a, that's the thing we're all learning, mm -hmm. right? Like we are creating and design in art in general is such a personal thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're just filling out a spreadsheet and there's one answer at the end that needs to add up. Totally. And that there's not like a, this is incorrect and this is correct. But when it comes to art and design and creativity, that a lot of it's subjective. So talk to us about when you're creating an idea for a design or a book cover or an album cover or a conference thing, and you feel so passionately about it and it goes through whatever routes you need to go through and it's not chosen. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned already about doing a design and then releasing it. Mm -hmm. So was that always easy for you to do that? No. And if not, then like, <laughs> just talk to us about that process. I, that is, it has always been such a struggle. It still is a struggle. It is less of a struggle over the years of just being able to um, be in, on such an amazing team that's so encouraging. I think that encouragement mm. is, we talked about that encouragement, like kills comparison or yeah, some kind of quote. And um, our team is amazing. We champion each other. I mean, even just hearing like Chandler came onto our team in a low place with design. I'm like, that is so crazy to me. Like he's so talented and so kind and humble. And Leighton, like having you lead and encourage us in our art and see how we all have our different strengths and we bring those to the table. That doesn't mean like everything needs to be um, chosen at the same time like mm -hmm. we all are working together and collaborating and when one of us wins we win yeah and we talk about we is greater than me and i love that core value in our mm -hmm. um, culture to just remember that like what we even say we did this even if chandler fully did it yeah. he says we did it and yeah. it feels like we're a part of his win so that also means we're a part of the losses yeah. too That's and great. it's so nice to be able to like have a team that you're shoulder shoulder with in the hard days and the good days yep that. Yeah, and I, I think we're so blessed to have a team, to have people working on it. And I know probably if you're listening and you're at a church mm -hmm. that you do everything, you mm -hmm. wear all the hats. It's something that you, something else that you might resonate with is pitching something and then getting to the end and it's nothing like what you pitched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've gone through that too yeah. as individuals, as a team. But I think one thing to keep in mind there is that there has to be a certain amount of trust in your leadership. Mm -hmm. And early on when I came on the team, that happened a lot where I would pitch something, it would get to the end. It's like, I pitched yellow and it's purple. And I'm like, uh, great job Chandler. And I'm like, that's not, I didn't do that. <laughs> you were so mad. I, I was, you know, like I felt it was personal, Yeah. right? Like yeah. it felt personal. And Leighton would constantly remind me of like, we did our job. Mm -hmm. Like this is success. Mm -hmm. And it's not just seeking approval. I'm like, I just want that green check from leadership. But it's like, it's their vision. Mm -hmm. It's what they're wanting. Yeah. And I think leaning into that is everything. Yeah. And so 
if you're doing everything, if you're kind of like tackling all those things, keeping that in mind, I think is really helpful and you can avoid burnout in that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. I think we often refer to a lot of our teams that are similar as support teams, like we're always coming along to support. But I think we are more of a service team, mm -hmm. you know, like we're, we're here to service mm -hmm. and to serve um, our pastors mm -hmm. and, our, and our teams who are leading different parts of our organization. So I think if we always take the, the posture of a servant, I think it, it's easier when things aren't chosen. Mm -hmm. um, we do happen to have a Slack channel called Design-RIP. <laughs> Um, because we do crank out a ton of comps <laughs> yeah. for series art, books, album covers, whatever. Like we have a lot of different options that we've thrown into the mix mm -hmm. and it doesn't always get used. So as a way to just collect them all, we have a Slack channel that we just throw in all of our ideas because I do think so. I do think that at some point, if this particular concept is not going to work for a series or something that students or young adults are doing, it could work for something else. So okay. not everything is wasted. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we, the, the RIP channel is in the moment, sometimes it's sad to see our project manager <laughs> yeah. upload, you know, a lot of things you just worked on yeah. uh, into the Slack channel, but then it really does, like you just said, serve us later, that hard work we put into those things, because sometimes it's like, oh, this fits perfectly mm -hmm. with this new thing we're working yeah. on. Yeah. And, um, and therefore the work is kind of like not wasted. Yeah. yeah. We should maybe think about uh, changing the title of that. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Like new life. Design slash new life. New life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, future. We could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to touch on one thing you said. You mentioned uh, being a servant of the house. We just finished Us Conference, mm -hmm. which is our version of like a door. We call them door holders, but a lot of churches call them volunteers, mm -hmm. where we celebrate our door holders for everything that they poured into our house. And we talked a lot about being a servant of the house. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what you've been learning in that realm of like being a servant and washing someone's feet? And Okay, so this is gonna go on a journey, so everyone <laughs> buckle in. Um, I am reading this book called um, Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes, and it's written by a gentleman named Dr. Kenneth Bailey, who has passed, um, but Dr. Kenneth Bailey when I first heard about him, he was mentioned by a guy named Daryl Johnson, who I also love, who's a teaching pastor, theologian in Canada. Um, but he often references Dr. Kenneth Bailey. So I said, let me find out who this guy is. And one video I saw that he posted about uh, was about Jesus and feet. And I thought, that's very weird. <laughs> Jesus and feet. What a great you know, title, title <laughs> for this you know, 20 minute video. So I thought, why not? So I listened to it and man, my heart exploded mm. when I heard about this. Um, in that culture, in that time, it was it was an unheard of thing for someone to say, uh, wash each other's feet. Mm. So even for Jesus to uh, be the king of the universe mm -hmm. and mm. the most highest uh, of, of all creation, mm -hmm. not the uncreated person, the uncreated God, mm -hmm who is over everything to humble himself, to not just become human, but in that culture to say, I'm not only becoming human, I'm actually gonna wash your feet. You wouldn't even ask a servant in that culture to wash your feet. People would bring you a basin of water and you'd wash your own feet. Mm -hmm. um, and that's in treating guests in your home is such a high value that they would place high value on making sure that you felt welcomed in their home, but they wouldn't wash your feet. They'd provide you a bowl of, wa a bowl of water to wash your feet. Um, so just that posture of Jesus, mm -hmm. um, going beyond that, mm -hmm. not offering us a basin of water, mm -hmm. 
but saying, I'm going to get down and I'm going to wash your feet Mm -hmm. with my hands Mm -hmm. um, changed a lot for me Mm -hmm. as far as um, thinking about what a servant looks like Mm -hmm. when the Lord asks us to serve each other Mm -hmm. uh, because he modeled it. He did the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. and in that society, nobody would ever have expected him and they're probably just so taken aback by that the nature of even saying something but then again going beyond that and doing it mm-hmm. um, so I think that reframed a lot for me of what it looks like to um, to be a servant mm, that's so good what I love about that and I actually haven't heard that before so thank you for sharing um, what I love about that is it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about and the we design everything and just making sure like we're, our hearts are set in a way that we remember that we're serving, like yeah. we were saying, and there is no feedback too small. There is no, um, there's nothing that I'm not willing to listen to and to strive for in my job because I'm serving, ultimately helping people see God in a really beautiful way. And because of that, if Jesus did that for us, we can definitely do that too in return and do that for others and do that for our coworkers and do that for our leadership with the feedback they give us. Yeah. I love that that ties in yeah. so well. That's awesome. So what would you guys say to the designer out there who is the only designer at their church Mm -hmm. and they're listening to this podcast and they're like, that's great that you have an art director, you have a design team director and that you have other designers working on other things. And, but I am the only one here in my Mm -hmm. office and I'm actually sharing an office with 10 other people who are not doing design and I'm responsible for carrying the weight of everything we put out, doing bulletins, doing Instagram, doing, you know, mailers, how would you encourage them or how would you encourage them to stick it out, stick it through? I don't know if that's the right phrase, but you know, (laughs) stick with it. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage them? Yeah, I think, uh, I would first say you're doing a great job and it's hard. Yeah. I think working in ministry for three months or three years or in your case 15 years plus i think it's it's hard and it's it's a journey and i think as you're wearing those hats you're doing a great job and it's it's not easy um so that's the first thing i would say i think the second thing is uh not being afraid to ask for help yeah and i think as our society grows and our culture seems to be like leaning more towards the arts and big businesses kind of lead the way in this, but as they value brand more, I think it kind of trickles down into different facets of culture that your leaders are probably more inclined Mm -hmm. to hire in the creative departments than you might think. Mm -hmm. And if you're not asking, then I don't know if they know. Yeah, that's great. And I think one practical thing that we do on our team is track our time. Mm -hmm. And it kind of seems silly. No, that's good. But it's it's a really easy way to not just be like, hey, I overworked this week. Uh, I need help. (laughs) But it's saying like, hey, I spent six hours this week on our kids team. I spent 30 minutes on this team. Spent 40 hours on this team. Right. And being able to go to your leadership and say, this is how I'm spending my time. I think there could be maybe a part-time role that we could fill here. How do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. Could we contract someone to do some of this work? Or maybe eventually it's like, hey, I would love to have someone that I could pour into and let's hire someone else. Mm -hmm. So I think those are some practical steps that you can take to get more buy-in from your leadership because you'd be surprised, I bet they're 
all about helping and leaning into you. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned asking for help because I think for about eight years of my time here on, on staff, uh, I felt overworked and I felt like I was going home and working and crying. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I just went home and worked a lot and worked in the office a lot and nobody knew that. Mm-hmm. And when I finally went to people and I said, Hey, I need help. Like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm overworked and I'm doing all this. And I think one of the responses graciously, they said, you never told us, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's a lot of it is on us as well to, mm-hmm. uh, ask for help and to just make it known. And, um, I think it's great advice. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but even thinking about our door holders or design door holders or mm-hmm. photography and some yeah. different things just coming to mind of leaning in and helping. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important to not feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that's unique about creatives in the church is we are in ministry, but we don't see a lot of fruit from that ministry because we're not maybe having the dialogue in the same way that other ministry leaders are. Right. And so on a Sunday or at an event, we're not face to face with a name, with a person quite Mm. as much as other people on our team. And so when we don't, when we don't see the fruit of the labor, it really causes you to over time just burn out. And I, one of the things that I would say to a young creative is get into places where you can see the fruit. Try awesome. to force yourself in the scenarios and serving opportunities. Tell your leadership, I've got to go to this thing or that thing and sit here and watch the result of all this hard work. Yeah. Because if I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to see what God is doing in it. I'm not going to see God move in it. Yeah. Um, I know that's something that we're trying to encourage our team to do is to make sure we're, we're serving in places in our house where we're face to face with people mm. whose lives are being changed because of what we're doing Monday through Friday. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, what would you guys say to the young person who is interested in getting plugged into a church or getting into this field? Like maybe they're graduating college soon and they're like, I, I feel like my life is called to serving the church and I want to be in ministry. Uh, what is either one advice or something that you'd ask them to think about um, or encouragement for them? I think my encouragement would be find a great boss, don't find a great workplace. Uh, and that could be industry or mm-hmm. church or mm-hmm. wherever you want to end up. Mm-hmm. I think finding someone that is willing to invest in you mm-hmm. Rather than finding a company with a great name, it's great. is everything. Yeah, the team makes all the difference. Well yeah, said. like you don't exactly like you don't quit. You don't quit a job. You quit a boss, mm-hmm. and that's you see that all throughout mm-hmm. designers. Of you're like, hey, I'm working for a great company, but my experience here is terrible. Mm-hmm. So finding someone that's willing and has the time and the capacity to pour into you, I would mm-hmm. say that would be yeah. And I've noticed in in my journey, like God leads us to those places. Like sometimes in our own striving, we will, we can force ourselves into places that Mm -hmm. might not be the right thing, but it's really attractive for whatever reasons. But God has led me and said, no, this is going to be what's right for you, for your heart, for your skills, for what you would want to need to flourish. And so because of that, so it's just honestly a lot of discernment and obedience, yeah. listening and saying like, God, what do you have for me? I know um, recently we've been talking to some um, young designers that are we're trying to onboard on our team. And one of the things that they've asked at the end of the call, which I love, is like, what advice do you have for someone who's just entering into this field? 
And I say, don't just accept a job because it's like, it checks boxes of money or the work, but instead like you need to pray through it. Yeah. Like truly. And I'm not just saying that to be simple. Like, I mean it, God is leading you somewhere and the things you say yes to are important and they're going to impact the next thing. So he's going to call you into certain spaces. Yeah. And so listen, listen to him. And it may be a no for some weird reason, or maybe a yes for some reason that you can't see yet, but he yeah. has a really great plan for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. A lot of what we talked about is community and that, I think for the young person who is wanting to get into um, church design or just design in general, and then the person who is leading everything by themselves um, and carrying the weight of design um, for their team organization, I think community, like you said, is the most important thing and so vital that if you don't have it around you here, like the internet and Instagram has made it possible to connect with other people from all around the world and uh, we've seen it just within our team of connecting with other creatives all around um, with teams from Elevation like Jacob Boyles, um, teams from Lynchburg like Matthew, Paul. Um, there's just people who are doing similar jobs to us mm-hmm. that we are able to have a community with and just yes. be working alongside of. We might not be doing the same projects but we're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to edify one another, champion each other. Um, I I love that what we get to do is not fight against other people, Mm -hmm. but we get to support and champion what other creatives are doing um, is is a healthy thing for us. And it's it's a fun thing to kind of just be there along the the journey with people who are doing amazing things. Yeah, definitely. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast. I think it's been a really, really um, enjoyable conversation, just getting to hear some of your story of how God's brought you here and just some of your insights into helping creatives um, in the church thrive and um, succeed in where God has placed them. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. And thank you for joining Passion Creative Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Well, there it is. What an incredible episode. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Creative Podcast, part of the Passion Podcast Network. And don't forget to rate and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen. That's a great way to help other creatives around the world find our podcast, link arms with us, and help make Jesus more known everywhere.